0: Welcome to the Keep Sounding podcast. This is Brian joined by John as always. John, how are you doing this fine evening?
1: I'm doing I'm doing nice, Brian. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm a little frustrated, I'm not going to lie.
1: Why are you frustrated, Brian? Well, just like happens
0: every year, this team makes me believe that they're going to win a game. Through the media, through the NFL media, through the beat writers, they they make me believe that we're going to play a really good game. We're going to win. We're going to have a satisfying conclusion. And I just never learn. <laughs> I just never fucking learn. <laughs> um, to, just But I will say I am going to remain positive throughout the season, regardless of how it goes, because I want this show to be good. I want you guys to tune in. I want you guys well, to listen to let's, me. Let's add a
1: caveat to that. If the team turns into a dumpster fire, we will not be positive because no one wants to hear people try to spin a dumpster fire into something positive because then it's fun to hear the complaints. But as long as there's reason for optimism, we will err on the side of optimism, right? Exactly. But yeah.
0: after watching this Sunday, after everyone in my uh, Pick'em League picked the Panthers to beat the Browns and I joined right along with them like an idiot, they lost to the Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And man, that was just hard to watch, I got to say. Um, so the Panthers' first three quarters was basically just a mix of the offensive line really struggling against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, which, you know, that's totally that understandable. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Um, Baker Mayfield had five batted passes at the line of scrimmage uh, by the Browns, which, you can justify that by saying the Browns knew that Baker, as a shorter quarterback, is always going to struggle with that. So I believe they game plan to try and make that happen as well. Um, but yeah, the Panthers' offense really struggled. There was a lot of three and outs in the first in the first three quarters. Uh, the Browns ended up running tons of plays against the defense. They ran the ball all over them. They ran for over two hundred yards, I believe, or it was yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yep, two seventeen between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, which. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably the best uh, running back duo in the NFL. And the Browns have a good offensive line, so I do get it. But according to Matt Rule, the Panthers' defense missed a ton of tackles, so that's not good. Um, So, yeah, the first three quarters of uh, that game, watching it live, were really difficult. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. Thankfully for me, I uh, had to miss the first half live, and then I got home at – like, right at the end of halftime, so I only watched the second half, and the second half was, like, pretty palatable on the whole, especially given the fourth quarter. Um, and then watching the first half back didn't have the same sting because, like, I already knew the result. So, uh, but I could see how live that would have been horrific to watch.
0: Yeah, and it even sucked because there were, there like, there was the one play with C.J. Henderson where uh, the wide receiver was wide open and Henderson was chasing after him, but Jacoby Brissett threw a duck that. the wide receiver really had no chance of catching but cj henderson panicked because i believe he was either in man coverage or just flat out beat so he ran up in the wide receiver's face caused the pass interference penalty on the one yard or in the end zone i should say so it resulted in a penalty that ended on the one yard line while xavier woods intercepted the pass so (laughs) yeah it was just not good and uh the front seven really struggled to get any pressure aside from maybe Brian Burns. I know Shaq Thompson had his moments, but yeah, the first three quarters were rough, but then uh, Baker really turned it on in the in the fourth quarter. And uh, that, that 75-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson was a thing of beauty. And at first, everyone thought it was just a blown coverage by the Browns, but apparently after a few days... They came out and Baker said that they schemed up that play specifically looking for a certain look from the Browns. Um, They saw it. Baker took the shot. Robbie Anderson ran right by the coverage and he scored. And that put the Panthers right back in the game. It was pretty amazing. I remember just sitting there being very miserable. And then that play happened. And I was like, holy shit, they might come back. And they did. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was like the only way that the Panthers had a chance was if they, they had to have a quick strike touchdown, whether it be maybe not necessarily like one play, but they had to have a very fast drive to give themselves enough time to get a stop or and get the ball back, and that was exactly what they got, exactly yep. what they needed.
0: Exactly what the doctor ordered. So Baker then took them down to the uh, to score again with a rushing touchdown, and they were up. They were up by one point. I believe it was one point. The other way
1: around, the Robbie Anderson one, it was uh, the rushing touchdown and then Robbie Anderson to bring. That's the right. Yeah. To, okay. That's and right. And then we went down for the field goal. To yeah. get up By one.
0: Which of course, uh, Matt rule didn't choose to go for it on fourth down. So he gave the Browns uh, about a minute and a half. I want to say to go for a field goal drive, which wasn't helped by the fact that the, the refs called a a really bad call on Brian Burns as roughing the passer. I know he incidentally hit the quarterback's head, but it is what it is. So 15 I yards, have, put I, him on the 40.
1: I thought it was like, eh, but it, I was definitely, I did not feel as passionately against the call as like Jay Feely did. Like I thought it was like, I wish they didn't call that, but also I could see why if I were like on the other side, I would be like, you could you could easily justify that call. Like as a Browns fan, you could be like, yeah, that's a pass roughing the passer and i'd have a hard time like arguing against it you yeah know i mean, you mean on
0: paper it it 100 percent right. is
1: um it's a frustrating call where it's like man it wasn't really that bad but also like if you know i can't say it was the wrong call maybe it's like maybe it was like ticky tack but i can't say it was like bad
0: but then there was the fake spike by bachkovi that one which, was bad that was bad they he didn't initially spike the ball and then he spiked it after that, which once you once you throw once you attempt a pass or even like pump fake, you can no longer spike the ball and get a a typical spike
1: uh, call. Well, I mean, even by like the rule, intentional grounding. Intentional grounding only applies if you're under pressure, right? So like, yeah, if you are in the pocket and you just like throw the ball away and but you're not under any pressure, it's not intentional grounding. But uh I don't know what end it was, but the end came around the corner, and since he didn't spike it immediately and there was a defensive end in his face, when he spiked it, that's him spiking that's him throwing it intentionally in complete pass to avoid a sack, which is like by rule intentional grounding. And yep. so it should have been intentional grounding. Now I don't know if it affects anything. Like I guess there's probably a ten second runoff on that. And that there would be, yes. Right. So that would have like essentially ended the game, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. So obviously not fun. Cade York, their rookie kicker, hit a fifty-eight-yard field goal. Which, if he misses that, then we're sitting here, you know,
1: yeah, which, talking
0: about how good Baker Mayfield is and how he brought the team back and blah blah blah. Right. But yeah, that was just a rough one to watch. So, um, um,
1: also that ahead. kick, like my off his foot, I was like, heck yeah, that's gone. I that's missed, and then it just it hooked hard.
0: Oh, he drilled it too. It was like right down the middle.
1: Oh, <laughs> it'd be good from yeah. It was it was like high up on the net too. Like that was yeah. But um, I thought for sure he had missed that when he first kicked it. And like you said, all it takes if we're a rookie kicker missing a 58-yard field goal like that was that's all it took. Like that's a pretty you you take those odds. I mean, you obviously would rather not be in a situation where you could lose it on that game, but or on that kind of play, but.
0: I mean, no, I mean, the Panthers get that first down. The game's
1: over. So that the, was going to be my kind of follow-up question in terms of the general approach to the game. So we get to the uh, 14-yard line, and we had our fourth botched snap of the game put it at second and 11. Now, I don't know what the play call would have been on the first, um, on the fumble, but... What is your What are your thoughts on going prioritizing timeouts, like making Cleveland burn their timeouts before kicking the field goal, as opposed to trying to score a touchdown?
0: It's tough because I do think that running the ball made sense, and I it sucks because their rushing game just like I, the, what's been being talked about a lot is that their rushing game wasn't used enough, but they really didn't run the ball well when they did run the
1: ball, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with, uh, what, 11, 14, 14 carries among for the backs and receivers. Like, I'm, I'm not mad about that. But especially, when I don't you're think it would have made a huge for carry. Yeah,
0: I don't think it would have made a huge difference if they ran the ball 10 more times with McCaffrey like that their defensive line was just handling the panthers it might have made it might have helped them because it seemed like the browns started keying in on the pass but i don't know i mean baker was on fire he had just scored two consecutive scoring drives i really feel like on second and 11 you should have just thrown it there but and even if it's a high percentage you know like a slant route or like an out route you know nothing deep maybe like just something to get a few more positive yards like third mm-hmm. like Third and seven is where I'd be like, okay, you sh- you should throw the ball. And even like, if they had gotten it to fourth and seven, let's say, I think maybe Matt Rule would have went for it. But the fact that they went to fourth and twelve, like, that's where I can totally see why Matt Rule didn't just decide to go for it. But well,
1: they were they were losing at the time, so we had to kick the field goal. Yeah, but oh
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about like second, and third down of just like you know, running out the middle and running clock and forcing them to burn time. No, I wasn't, I
0: wasn't a fan of that. I figure I felt like after Baker botched the first snap, you should be throwing it on both of those downs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I understand like, you know, like worst case scenario. If we run the clock out is like, they have to kick a field goal and they have to do it with no timeouts. Where if we try and to try to get a first down and fail, they only have, they still, they still need a field goal, but now they have all their timeouts. Um, and maybe the, the, the math is different if, like, a field goal ties the game. Like, if we're in a tie game, right, and uh, the Browns, even if the Browns do get their field goal, you're still tied. I probably feel better about, like, I, they maybe they're a little bit more aggressive because it's, like, even if we give them more time, all we have to do is stop them from scoring a touchdown. But I don't know. I always, for the most part, err on the side of, like, just win the game. And maybe the other right. part of it too that factored into it was that if we score a touchdown and kick an extra point, we're still only up eight, and the Browns can still tie it. Um, but in that situation, like if you score a touch, like you you can't lose the game in regular. I mean, Jacoby also, Jacoby
0: Brissett was not throwing well either, which is the other right. reason oh, why yeah. I would have liked a uh, why I would have liked them to be a little more aggressive because like instead also, of putting oh go ahead
1: thinking about it if we get a first down the game is over because yes. Cleveland used their last time out to on the th- on the third down right and uh so Do you think they should have gone 12 we could basically 12? kneel out the clock and kick a field goal th- the at the buzzer and be done
0: you think they should have gone for it on fourth and 12 or you just no no, no, no. Just i'm talking ball. about okay. just, like,
1: attacking getting the first down on the yeah half. like Right. Like not just prioritizing burning timeouts. Like, I don't care if you call a run on second, 11, even though I usually don't like that, but like on third and 11, like call a pass play. Like, yeah. Try to get
0: five or six yards at least. And then you get a a solid shot at a fourth and five, you know?
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I would have just, I would have preferred more aggression. Um, I can't be like mad too mad about it, cause like it still put us in a position to win the game, and it still put us in a position where it took a roughing the passer penalty and a 58-yard field goal from a rookie to lose it. But um, I do like having a like asserting a little bit more control over the situation if you can.
0: I kind of feel like it was uh, similar to that one game several years ago where I think it was the Broncos versus the Chargers where the Broncos found their way into uh winning a game they shouldn't be winning and they just decided to go for it on fourth down and just end it instead yeah. of giving the Chargers a chance like that's kind of how i feel about it i know like maybe not a lot of fans would have felt that way cuz it wasn't the same situation where it was like you know a fluke it was just that baker right. turned it on at the end of the game but yeah i don't know it's it was just a shitty game like the the Panthers offense was put in a position where they had a chance to win but they also had to remember the fact that the first three quarters were dog shit. So right. I don't know. I don't know if there's a right answer to the question. I just wish it went better for him.
1: Yeah, and I mean we don't have the like we said we don't answer these we don't have these questions if the Browns kicker if Cade York just misses a 58 yeah. field goal like most then we just say do. oh we
0: won the game we did it we right. move on yeah you know.
1: Uh, my follow up question would be or like not, I, I say follow up but this is like completely unrelated. Um, are you concerned about how badly Icky struggled with Miles Garrett? Like, I know he's going to lose to Miles Garrett, but like, a couple of the stuff sacks he gave up and the pressures he gave up were like tackling dummy levels.
0: Matt Rule said that the first sack was a bad chip by the tight end.
1: That um, is true, but well, the bad chip was that the chip, there was not a chip attempt. I do remember that. Okay. But
0: well, still. I I mean I I feel like you can't leave Icky on an island with Miles My- Garrett in his first game. You just can't. And they did it a lot. And uh, the yes. fact that he the fact that Garrett didn't have more sacks was promising. I think that Icky's going to be one of those guys where every left tackle in their rookie year struggles. There's very rarely a guy who comes out and doesn't struggle. And the fact that he had to face Miles Garrett, arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL right now, like, I, I don't think there was anything they could have done. They could have put uh, – they could have put um, – what's his face? Brady Christensen out there, and I still think the same – we would have seen the same result. So I think giving him the, the meaningful snaps is good. I think it's a good way to uh, help the offensive line gel a little bit. I'm not really concerned right now. Um, I just think what it is with Icky is that he has, he's still like – catching up the NFL speed because the same thing happened in the preseason he gave up two straight sacks I think it's just one of those yeah. things where he just has he has one bad snap and then he comes back and he's not ready to he's not necessarily like moving on from it and then he has another bad snap so I think that's kind of more of what it is I was I was just happy that he only gave up two so yeah
1: maybe I'm not playing against uh Miles Garrett and your first start on an island it's gonna it's gonna be like a like when you put like a donut on a baseball bat and you swing it a few times when it's heavy so when you take the donut off the bat feels really light he's gonna be like man these defensive ends are nothing like i thought i like after miles garrett like it's gonna feel easy
0: i don't think it'll be like that i think it'll be maybe like six or seven games in maybe we'll see him like kind of settle down and not give up sacks like i i have a feeling we're gonna have like several times where he's going to give up a, a sack where you're just sitting there like, why the hell did he dra- They draft this guy. Oh yeah. For the first few games. And that's just, that's just rookie growing pains. I mean, he was a draft pick for the future. So I'm not upset. Miles Garrett's really good. So it is what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think that's kind of my thought. Um, just yeah. It, like, the the sacks looked bad, but also like Miles Garrett. Miles does that to everybody, and yeah. also also like not that people have faith in the coaching staff, but like I don't know, maybe there's a reason they trusted him to try leaving him on an island against Miles Garrett. You yeah, know what I mean, like like if he was really struggling, I don't think they even like consider that an option.
0: No, I agree. And putting him at left guard wouldn't have really solved the problem to me. Right. So it's like the only the other thing that came up that I was reading on Panthers dot com today, and this could just be Baker being, you know, a fran or trying to be a franchise quarterback where he takes the blame off his other people. But he said that he had happy feet a lot in the beginning of the the game where he wasn't necessarily trusting his offensive line and moving around too much. So. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, he did
1: a little bit. I remember one his... play in particular. I can't remember which one it was, but it was it was when the Panthers were kind of backed up, and he ran out of he ran out of a like clean pocket essentially, um, just like his internal clock was like I got to get out of here, and he kind of broke contain for no reason and ran in, like he didn't it well, he didn't get sacked, but he ran himself like into pressure and had him and got and threw a <sighs> questionable throw under duress when he could have held tight for another count or two before he had to move. Apparently delivered that, it from the pocket. Good.
0: That first sack too with uh, Miles Garrett. That was a three-step drop back, and a, and Baker basically kind of like looked down one side of the field and didn't throw the ball. You can't do that in on three-step drops. You just can mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of it is Icky's fault. I don't know how much of it is just Baker's nerves fault. But week one is always ugly. It sucks when you don't walk away from week one without a win. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Like, this team's going to take some time to gel. Part of that's on Matt Rule not deciding on his starters for several weeks into the preseason. But, you know, maybe we'll see them gel together and Baker get comfortable behind the line. I mean, this is a whole new situation for him. So, maybe this is just and, a bad game.
1: And to be fair, like, everything looked really good in the fourth quarter. So, like... It's not like the whole game was a disaster and there's nothing to take. Like
0: No, I mean, that, that play by Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson, I mean, that was just – that's one of those times where you capitalize on the defense not being in the right place to be. Good teams do that. Like, every right. team – every defense is going to have a play or two like that a season. Sam Darnold's not going to make that throw. Like, let's just be real. <laughs> like, on that play, if they called the same play – I don't think Sam Sam Darnold hits Robbie Anderson in stride for a 75-yard touchdown. I just don't.
1: Yeah. So. And we keep saying the fourth quarter, by the way, like it was really the second half. It's just that the Browns had the ball for a long time to start the third quarter. So we had, we went, we had the, the, the three and out were, or not three and out, but the first drive of the second half was when um, Icky gave up the two sacks to Miles Garrett. And then after that drive, the last three drives were seventy five yard touchdown, seventy five yards touchdown, sixty four yards field goal. So like that's a strong finish.
0: Yeah, and that could just be the team finally getting their shit together and maybe next maybe they'll come out looking better in week two against the Giants. So Right.
1: And then the Browns even and then I know the run defense wasn't great, but uh you know there was a couple there's uh much more efficient defense in there. Like the Browns weren't gashing them for runs. Like there was a little bit more of a of a grind in the second half than it was in the first half where they were able to pick up some big chunks on the ground. But also yeah. it's Nick Chubb. Like that's all he does is picks up big chunks. Like they showed the stat, he's like third second or third, third in NFL history in yards per carry for his career. Like, he's he's really good.
0: Yeah, and their team is built to run the football down team's yeah. throats. So
1: as an but, aside, do you remember when Sonny Michelle was the better running back prospect coming out of Georgia?
0: Oh my god, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think they're in the same draft too, and Sonny Michelle got picked first, and Sonny Michelle is like aggressively bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's okay for what he is. He's a power back, but Nick Chubb is definitely more of a complete running back. Yeah, I, thought, see, I thought
1: Sonny Michelle coming out though was supposed to was supposed to be like the explosive playmaker. Well, he was, yeah. And Nick Chubb was the power back. And then Sonny Michelle was like, oh, yeah, he actually is like, just runs in a straight line and gets tackled by the first person that touches him. And then he'll gain exactly what's blocked for him. And then Nick Chubb is like a transcendent talent at running back.
0: Yeah, Nick Chubb is just a tank running. Like, I had him in fantasy last year, so I watched a lot of his highlights. And you just see this giant guy with giant shoulders running Head first into people. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> he's very good. <laughs> yeah, he is very good. So, but the problem is the Panthers will now face another very good running back, Saquon Barkley. I'm not looking forward to that, John. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, especially because um he looked not like the Saquon Barkley of like the last couple of years.
0: Oh, you know when he's healthy and not getting. Destroyed the whole time. Yeah. yeah, crazy like that. They beat the Titans. Yeah, but Titans. I mean, there was
1: there was, but like you know, like there was a time period last year where like, you see the Giants on the schedule and you're not like, oh no, like what are we gonna do about Saquon? Because Saquon like, for like last year, like, he averaged one. I mean, like he averaged three point seven yards per carry last year. Like he ran for five hundred ninety three yards in thirteen games last year. So like not striking fear to anybody but and maybe I don't know like yesterday or Sunday could have been a fluke but did not look like it so no it didn't to to your point yes I am now more concerned than I would have been previously
0: yeah I mean 18 carries 164 yards and one touchdown against the Titans who were a playoff team last year that's uh, very concerning Um, I guess the difference would be that the Giants don't the Giants defense is weird in that they have a pretty good defensive line, but it's not nearly as good as the Browns, because the Browns have those elite pieces in the secondary. Um I'm and on and Daniel Jones is just one of those weird quarterbacks where he'll like make a good throw, one of those throws where you see the top five potential in them, and then you're like, what the fuck were you doing on the next throw? So it's like, I I don't know. I I have really no gauge on what this game's gonna be like.
1: I gotta pull something up, keep talking because I need to see something on Daniel Evans.
0: Yeah. Nah, we I mean, talked about it
1: before, but no worries. Their wide
0: That's receivers right. also aren't really all that good. I mean, I think Sterling Shepard is probably like their best receiver right now. Um, they still have Kenny Galladay, but he didn't really come on at all last season, where Amari Cooper like tore the Panthers. Like the Amari Cooper's receiving stats don't reflect it, but he was beating the brakes off of JC Horn and uh henderson cj henderson this weekend like if they had a better quarterback amari cooper's going for over 100 yards easily so i don't know it's hard to say i mean the paper, the giants did improve their offensive line quite a bit so i believe they drafted uh who was the guy that was opposite it wasn't cross it was the other guy uh i know they already have andrew thomas the giants yeah
1: and who they draft this year
0: yeah they drafted the uh the other tackle Evan Neal yep Kevin yeah so they have Evan Neal
1: yeah
0: Evan Neal they have two top 10 draft
1: picks at offensive
0: tackle so
1: in theory I I just just wanted to make sure I was right I know I'm pretty sure you talked about on the show before so here's something to take some solace in uh The Giants beat the Titans. Daniel Jones had a good game-ish. I don't know. His stat, his box score looks good. Uh, Completed like uh, 70, like 80% of his passes, 188 yards, nine yards per attempt, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Ran for a few yards. Daniel Jones, for his career at home, or let's let's start this. On the road, Daniel Jones has completed 64% of his passes with thirteen or with thirty touchdowns and eleven interceptions, and that's in twenty road games. Okay, six point nine four yards per attempt. All at home, sixty-two percent of his passes are completed. Seventeen touchdowns to nineteen interceptions. Oh, his passer rating on the road is ninety-two point four. His passer rating at home is seventy-seven point two. Um, pretty much every single one of his passing statistics is demonstrably better. On the road, we get this doesn't Jones. make any sense, yeah. It does not, but we get Daniel Jones at home, hmm. So we get the bad Daniel Jones somehow, hmm. Can't handle that New York pressure,
0: guess not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, John, I mean, that New York fans are just the worst, so well, not, I mean, yeah, not the I mean, worst, but some of the, not, the worst.
1: But I mean, I'm like, I'm like being facetious, but also like kind of serious, yeah. But yeah, like he struggled, he has been. Significantly worse at home than he's been on the road for his career, so there is that kind of going for us. And it wasn't as pronounced last season, I don't think, but still, like for the career, um, we're we're looking at much higher uh, interception rates and turnover rates.
0: If I'm in, Phil in Snow, too, win. I'm I'm game planning for Daniel Jones to scramble. Like I don't think Jacoby, I don't think anybody was worried about Jacoby Brissett to scramble where. RLM backers aren't the best, but you know Shaq Thompson can certainly play the spy. Um, yeah, he's
1: fast. He's fast if nothing. Else. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I would think that you are keeping somebody there to get after him. On top of that, Daniel Jones doesn't exactly have the pocket presence of a veteran quarterback. Um, I think. <laughs> I think the one thing that I can give reset is that he's been in the league for long enough and played enough games and won enough games that he had some decent pocket presence, but I'm a little concerned about the defensive line. I don't know if it was just the fact that the Browns were running all over them and they played so many snaps because they played a fuck ton of snaps on Sunday. Um, But if the Panthers offense can be successful and get some more points on the board and not look totally dysfunctional for the first half, like I could see their path there. I think their defense is built to play against the pass, So I, their offense kind of needs to score some points early so that they can play the way that their defense is built. So I don't know.
1: I and and the the Giants' defense is not shouldn't be as good as the Browns' defense. And they didn't. They only gave up twenty points, but also but like kind of on a per play basis, they weren't like special against the Titans. Like, it looks like they played well because they only gave up 20 points. And, like, to an extent, you can say, like, yeah, like, you only gave up 20 points. That's a win. But, um, like, the Titans averaged 8 yards a pass, 8.1 yards per pass attempt. They only got – Tannehill only got sacked once, and he didn't lose any yards on the sack. Um, They only averaged 3.6 – or Derrick Henry, I guess. We'll just look at him because he's, like, the real kind of standard. He only averaged 3.9 yards per carry, but that's not terrible. And also Derek Henry tends to be a slow starter. <laughs> And the Titan to kinda of go back to the passing game, the Titans averaged eight over eight yards a pass attempt and their wide receivers are Kyle Phillips, Traylon Burks, uh Robert Woods. Like people like that's not
0: Robert Woods is okay, but I think he needs to be in a much yeah, better one offense catch where on two targets for thirteen yeah, yards. The Titans like, he's are coming not off
1: a torn ACL, like he's not yeah. the the guy right now. I mean, like but, their leading receiver was this guy named Kyle Phillips, who is a uh, rookie fifth-round pick. Yeah. So if they Let, can get nine yards per pass attempt against the Giants defense, I, I think the offense should be able to move the ball a little better, especially because we don't have Baker trying to do too much for his revenge tour, and then also just a week of cohesion under the belts.
0: Right. And a little humble pie. That never hurts. So No. Leonard right. Williams concerns me a little bit um but the rest of their defensive line i mean from what i understand they move their defensive line all over uh as far as alignments so that could be uh advantageous actually so we'll see i know taylor moten was limited this week which if he's out that would be not ideal so
1: no but well i didn't even see that was he what was he? he was first? limited today yeah or no. i should say wednesday
0: being limited on Wednesday is not usually a big deal,
1: but no, I something to monitor. I feel like it's very rarely a big deal. Yeah. Um, just so you know, this is everybody's favorite statistic. Come to come into a podcast interview, uh, DVOA for week one, which like no noise there, but um, the Giants' DVOA for week one was thirtieth in the NFL. Oh wow behind or ahead of only the Packers who let the Vikings go crazy and the the Cardinals who like did not put up any resistance to the Chiefs. So uh I think so the Giants defense shouldn't be something to be concerned with and to like to like to your point, which should hopefully you know, allow the Panthers to put up more points, have a little bit more rhythm, maybe get the defense in a more uh in a better spot to like get some rest and be a little more aggressive and make more plays
0: yeah we'll see i'm just i'm so skeptical after watching the panthers like i just want to see one performance from them where they're consistent throughout the entire game and if they do that they will renew my faith in them i just don't know
1: yeah i mean that's that's fair um but, that, uh, I mean, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to get, like, overly confident, but I also, I don't view the Giants, like, I think they're getting kind of some flowers for being, you know, beating the Titans, who were the one seed last year, but the Titans were also, like, a pretty historically bad one seed, um, both in terms of, like, general performance and their record, they were, like, what, 11, they were, like, 12 and 5 or something, like, not the record of a typical one seed. Right. And they lost several pieces and Mm -hmm. i don't think so i'm not i'm not like and it's also week one like kind of the point we talked about before like week one is predictive of nothing
0: no i mean the 2015 season the panthers only barely beat the jaguars and they had to get a pick six to win it so yeah it's one of those week one's always just ugly like always ugly so maybe those snaps to get the offensive line some gelling would be good I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's hard for me to say right now. Um, Really hoping to see a better look from the secondary, but yeah, it's just going to be, I I also hope that they do hand the ball off more to Christian McCaffrey this game. I feel like last game, it was basically like they were playing against a really good front seven that was going to dominate them regardless of what they did. Um, not to say I want McCaffrey handling the ball 32 times, but...
1: He'd <laughs> yeah, be you know, careful like, what you wish for.
0: 20 to, 20, 20 to 21 touches be- between re- rushing and receiving is probably fair. Because at this point, they really need him. So, I guess we'll see. But anything else you want to add before we get into scoring predictions?
1: Uh, no. I'm good. Oh, by the way... uh. The Giants also only won because the Titans, very veteran kicker, missed a 47-yard field goal at the yep. end of the game. I do remember so, that,
0: yeah. It's okay, but, we also have a very veteran kicker who's totally good at kicking kicks, so. But,
1: but yeah, but just pendulum, massive swings on the pendulum based on one, the, the the outcome of one play at the end of a game. Right. So, too caught up in it. Anyway, Nope. score predictions.
0: Um, so I'm going to give it uh, 17 to 13 giants just because they need to get my faith back. Okay. I, th- I think Saquon is, go- I think Saquon is going to be a problem. I don't know if he's going to run for 160 yards like he did against the giants, but I don't really know because from what I saw from the Panthers front seven on Sunday, I could, I would think they might be a bottom 28 rushing defense. So it's hard to say.
1: I'm going to go with Panthers, 28, Giants, 20. I feel like 28 is pretty optimistic. Still sticking with it. I like it. I will uh, do what's... that for most of the season.
0: I know you will. I enjoy your optimism because it uh, covers yeah, my somebody, you know,
1: Somebody's, somebody's got to do it, you know?
0: Um. What's the random number generator telling? Random us?
1: number generator says we're gonna click, 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 click. Oh, I need to give it a bigger scale. I was like, why is it giving me such low numbers? Because the scale is one to ten. Panthers twenty-four, Giants twenty-nine.
0: So we're gonna lose again. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brian, I'm just putting in my notes on my phone. So I said, what seventeen to fourteen Giants? Yeah. You said what was your score again?
1: Uh 28 20. 28
0: to 20 Panthers and the RNG said 24 29. 24 29 to 24 Giants. Giants. Yeah. So yeah, so fine. far I don't remember
1: where I saved my thing. So no, That's it's okay. Me already.
0: So so far you and I are both 0 and 1. The RNG is 1 and 0. So we'll see what happens this week.
1: We're coming for you, RNG. Either
0: either you're gonna tie it up or I'm gonna be right alongside RNG with with one game
1: down. Yeah, one so. of us is one of us is gaining a game on the RNG.
0: Yes. Unless they tie. In which case we all lose.
1: Well we still I guess are kind of gaining a game on them because on it.
0: No, it just puts us all on an even playing field.
1: Yeah. So.
0: But anything else you'd like to add, John?
1: Uh, I'm all set.
0: Well, excellent. So hopefully this game is a little more fun. Um, I'd really like to see the Panthers come out and not struggle for three quarters. And hopefully that's the case. Hopefully Matt Rule has him a little more, uh, prepared for this game. I'll be happy for every Panthers fan if the Giants win this, or excuse me, if the Panthers win against the Giants this weekend, wow, because man. that means we can be happy. We're slip- well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting against the Panthers. I just think the Giants are going to win. But anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian joined by John and John and myself as always. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay he- <laughs> safe. Stay healthy, and we'll
1: talk to you next week. See you.